Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Hey everyone, this is Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I'm your host, Tom Sutton. What's up? Uh, the Mandalorian's back, of course. This is just going to be a, a kind of a short one, but come on. Can't let uh, the return of the Mandalorian go without comment and celebration. Um, we have, of course, been um, having weekly episodes of The Bad Batch. We will get to that too. I actually had the fun uh, experience where um, the that episode of The Mandalorian finished and then I was like sad because I had no more new Star Wars to watch. And then... I realized I had more new styles to watch. That's not bad. Apparently, um, Liam Neeson made some comment in an interview where he said, like, um, he felt like all the, the Star Wars spin-offs were, were kind of diluting it a bit and the magic was being lost because there's too much of it. And I would say, A, I would be extremely surprised if Liam Neeson had seen any, <laughs> any of the Star Wars shows. Um, except like maybe the episode that he was in of Kenobi. So like I'm not sure that we should consider him an authority on the subject. And also like, nah, man, I think I'm not alone when I say my appetite for, for Star Wars knows no bounds. I'll take as much of it as you can throw at me. Uh, so it was good to get both those episodes today. Um... Let's jump in, Mando. I was pumped. Like, I've been pumped since yesterday. I mean, I've been pumped longer than that. But, like, you know, really the the um, new Star Wars vibe was uh, was coming in hot. Um, I still get that, that experience where I'm just, like, I'm just, like, I was doing work today on some videos and... Um, I was just lying there in bed editing and I just thought to myself, wow, it's 45 minutes until there's new Star Wars on TV. Like, like I, I st I'm still not used to it and I, I, I'm not sure I will ever get used to it and I don't think I ever need to get used to it. I think it's always going to be like amazing. Um, the idea that there's going to be new Star Wars is always going to be amazing, I think. Um, so yeah, I, um, yeah, made sure I had the surround sound set up just right and, uh, had the, uh, the oil burner going for some nice, um, old factory entertainment as well. Um, I thought the episode was really good. It had some cracker moments, but I would not say it was amazing. Um, it like as soon as it like uh, I, I I saw the the, the runtime on it. I don't usually check, but because I've been rewatching it, it it had me you know p p part way through the past episodes of The Mandalorian, so. Instead of just hitting like play on it, I had to go to season three to choose that episode. And so I saw the, um, 
the runtime on the episode and saw that it was uh, 37 minutes. Now, um, of course, we're going to compare it to uh, especially the second season. First season is a bit, you know, special. It's the first season. But the first episode of season two was a big one. It was 52 minutes or something. And it was a big one as well. Like that um, Crate Dragon episode was killer. I think it still stands as one of the best episodes of Star Wars TV. Um, so entertaining, like big scale and um, Cobb Vanth was hugely entertaining. Um, so when I saw that it was only 37 minutes, I felt a little bit like, all right. Would have liked a big, uh, a big 50-something minute season opener, but all right. Quality over quantity, of course. Um, but even having said that, I'm not sure it felt like a season opener in a way. It felt like, okay, so Favreau's doing prom promotion for this season of The Mandalorian. And of course, the, the, um, the question came up about like, what's up with uh, reuniting Din and Grogu on an on another show like in a way i'm not sure that we should consider the book of boba fett another show to me like it it really is in a way like season 2.5 of the mandalorian um it's just like it's the mandalorian with extra boba fett in a way you know um so yeah of course they asked you know what's up with that and he gave kind of a non-answer. It was something like, um, well, we couldn't really do like a hard reset. Um, you know, we have a, um, we have a kind of a, a formula that people are familiar with and love and we didn't want to like stray away from that at this stage. And it's like... Uh? And it, to me, it, it just, to me, 100% sounded like Disney, Disney basically came in and said, oh, nah, you can't have, um, you can't have season three start and not have Baby Yoda in it. He's been the, like the biggest hit in Star Wars in the last 10 years or longer, um, we're not having, you know, this like uh, this combo that everyone's familiar with broken up to start that season. Put them back together somehow so that uh, we can have the season start with uh, the little green golden boy where he's where we want him. I, I, look, it's all conjecture, of course, but to me, considering the drama of that last episode of season two, I can't believe that that Favreau and Filoni were just there going like, I don't know, yeah, just put them back together, it's cool. I, I have to assume they were planning on having at least one or two episodes with them separated. Um, so watching this opening episode for season three I liked it 
I'm going to get into uh, the details in a minute. But, dude, it really felt like that episode of The Book of Boba Fett, The Return of the Mandalorian, that was your season opener. I mean, it's, it's still to this day, even though Andor is like my favorite Star Wars thing <laughs> in recent memory and just one of my favorite Star Wars things ever, if I had to pick my favorite episode of Star Wars TV ever, it would be The Return of the Mandalorian from The Book of Boba Fett. It is just brilliant. And part of me thinks that that was the planned first episode for season three. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You've had... Um, Grogu leave, Grogu leave with, uh, with Luke. Um, it's a heartbreaker. And you, you open season three with Din back to his bounty hunting ways. Looking as tough as he's ever looked. And a bit emotionally raw from losing his little buddy. And... Um, I just feel like that would have been a ripping first episode, especially when you consider it leads directly into the episode after that. Forget the title, but that's the one where you have Grogu with Luke training and stuff. Imagine those two as you're like one-two punch opening of the season. People would have just been having meltdowns for real. I mean, people had meltdowns, you know. But it was also mixed in with a bit of confusion, like, uh, what? Like, why, why is this in the middle of a Boba Fett show? Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, it's, you know, we'll probably never know. But I think those two episodes were supposed to open this season. That's my, that's my guess. They felt like a, one, like a furious one-two punch that you would be really proud and excited to have opening your show, you know. Um, and this opening episode felt a lot more... <clears throat> just like small scale or like... Not small scale. I mean, it had some big, big set pieces. Don't get me wrong. Like what it felt to me was kind of disjointed. It was literally just uh, like Din going from one place to another going like, hey, um, hey, you from last, from the other episodes, what's up? And then they say, yeah, what's up? And he goes, I got to do a thing. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, all right. He goes, so I'm going to go do it. And they're like, all right, go do it then. Like he, they go, he goes to the armorer. And has basically the same conversation that he had with her in Return of the Mandalorian. Like, that's why, like, I think when it started, I was a bit like, like, A, I'm, I'm kind of sick of the armorer, I have to say. Like, I didn't love the forge to begin with, actually. I don't know why. It never, I never found it interesting or exciting to watch those, like, armor forging scenes. I think she's a cool character. The voice is cool. She looks cool. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. Is it something about the visual presentation? Who knows? But uh, I was just like, okay, more of the forge. Great. Um, but it, yeah, he kind of comes back and they talk through the same points pretty much that they did in Return of the Mandalorian. So that just felt like wasted time and I just wasn't very engaged because I'm like, I know all this already. We already talked about it. Um, also, that scene, I mean, pretty like rocking. That big uh, crocodile creature was cool. That's pretty much what it's like here in Australia every day, though, so it's just boring for me to see it on TV. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. But, okay, sorry, it's coming off, I'm coming off a bit negative, I guess, but um, trust me, the, the fun for everyone is on its way. <laughs> um, I just felt like some of those Mandalorians, it's just like too colorful or something, or too, it just is getting, starting to look Power Rangers-ish. And some of the Mandalorian costumes looked kick-ass, and then some of them looked a little bit homemade or costumey. Um, and I also felt that that scene just went a bit too long. I just think um, they could have tightened that up made it like this like really like a shock like bam it's just happening and they're all just like kind of freaking out and don't give it too long for them all to like try 15 different ways to kill this thing maybe just have it like bam it happens they're doing their best they're just losing people quickly and then din comes in to save the day but um yeah so that seemed that's all right um Seeing Navarro Navolve, <laughs> trademark Tom Sutton, the nevolution of Navarro. Um, watching Navarro evolve is, a, is a, just a cool part of the show, I think. Um, like, like, we have the end of the Empire at the end of the original trilogy, and then in episode seven, like, things have started going bad again. Um, I think it's nice to see somewhere in the galaxy where the Empire was removed and where things are now, like, getting better and better. And you go, like, yay, see? The good guys won, and now there's good stuff happening. Fantastic, you know? Um, so, cool to see Navarro. Grief Karga. Oh, he was good in this episode, man. Like, the outfit is ridiculous. It's just, it's funny because, it, I mean, the outfit, the new title, uh, High Magistrate or whatever of, of Navarro, it's so ridiculous and so like kind of the kind of thing that, you know, someone that you're not maybe that keen on might uh, do to big himself up. But Grief Karga himself, he still comes across as very uh, likable. He's a good dude. Um, so that was, uh, great to see him. The Cape Droids. Ah, oh, see, that's, oh, I, I got one thing I don't like, but basically that's like spot on Star Wars silliness. That's exactly what you want. Just like, I mean, that's so dumb, <laughs> but it's so awesome. I, lo I loved that. Unfortunately, they have that prequel look to them where they're all like rounded edges instead of the kind of like angled 
industrial look of the original trilogy. So maybe I didn't love the designs super much, but the concept, fantastic. Um, I thought they dealt with um, Cara Dune's absence in a like, very elegant way. Um, as I've said many times before, I'm not that upset that she's gone. I was not a huge fan of the character to begin with. Um, so it's okay if she just rides off into the sunset and we don't hear about her again after this. That's okay. Um, but yeah, but saying that she... Um, was recruited by the Republic as a uh, special ops trooper after bringing in Moff Gideon. Um, that's cool. I mean, you could say like she was on the run um, for some... She never went into detail, but for some reason she uh, she had a bounty out on her. Um, but we saw in the Ice Spider episode of the Mandalorian that um, the Republic, you know, the Rangers of the New Republic, <laughs> um, they're willing to, you know, turn a blind eye to people's um, sketchy behavior in the past if they're showing that um, they're willing to... Um, do the right thing from now on in under this new regime. Um, so that uh, that all rings pretty true for me. So I, I like that. Um, I was like, you know, they have the, the the recap at the beginning, and they they focused on IG Eleven. I was like, eh? that's a surprise. I don't see where that's going. Uh, so that was a really nice surprise, actually. I thought it was a cool idea. Um, it's a little bit like, come on, dude, there's like a, a billion droids. If you just get it programmed the way you want it, it'll do what you want it to do. You don't need IG-11. But it's a TV show. <laughs> and we want IG-11. So, awesome. That scene where he gets, you know, the half, the top half kind of um, switched on again. And it just turns into a horror movie all, all of a sudden. That was killer. It was so, like, scary and creepy, the way IG-11 was just pulling itself along the, the floor. Um, awesome. I mean, I, and I like this idea, like, you, you hear a bit later, like, they don't make them anymore. Because they're, they're so devastatingly effective. Like, it makes you think, like, why, why aren't they... Who, why aren't they just cranking out thousands of these? Like whoever wants to be in charge. <laughs> I don't think people would have a lot of chance against uh, an army of those droids, man. But uh, yeah, you find out later, like they're not made anymore um, and the parts are really hard to come by. Um, so I guess that uh, whoever created it is long gone and yeah the secret of the secret of the ig droid has gone with them um but that yeah really scary kind of scene it was super cool um pretty bad one-liner from din with the like like oh that's what i call using your head or something i was a bit like is that is that din jones character yeah i don't know 
Um, but yeah, it's a bit like he goes to the armor and they go like, okay, off you go then. And then he goes and talks to Grief Karga and then Grief goes, all right, well, yeah, well, nah, you know, you offer dinner job. Nice offer, I thought. Um, could imagine Din taking that really, but uh, of course he's got stuff to do. All right. Um, this part with the Azalians, is that how you say it? The, the the babu freaks, the droid repair guys. Oh, I mean, I've anyone who's heard the show before, you know how I feel about babu freak. I love babu freak, and to see more of these dudes was gold. I loved how they talked. They were cute. They were hilarious. I loved that they lived. <laughs> in a wall when Din had to drag himself in there somehow. And it's tiny, so he just has to sit there all hunched up. And Grogu's trying to hug one of them, and it just like... That was Star Wars gold. Loved it. Ah, I'm actually kind of sad because, like, I mean, they were in the trailer. And now I feel like, well, that's it. That's them done for the... um. No, it's not them done though. Because for sure they didn't just bring IG-11 back just to not get him working properly. He's got to come back, right? So that means we get more of... Are they as aliens? Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that was great. Loved that bit. Um, this bit with the pirates. We get this twice in this episode where you have um, aliens speaking in normal or semi-normal human accents I'm sorry I just it really is an established an established thing in Star Wars that when you have quite alien looking creatures that they don't speak basic they speak Huttese or whatever else and then you slap the subtitles on there and it's alien and cool and um, this show keeps doing that like uh, with the um Oh my god, I've forgotten him. I've forgotten the name of it. The blue guy from the you know, that he from the first episode and who turns up again later. Um he famously a lot of people were like, What he just sounds like a dude from the you know from the Midwest or whatever. Um I felt a bit the same way about the pirate leader here. Uh with the uh, you know British accent. And then again with the <laughs> the pirate king. What is it? Gore. Oh my god. Gore. No, Gorish. Gorishad or something. I kind of want those creatures to be speaking uh, some alien language and have them subtitled. I just think it would be better. Also, something occurred to me. Like, we have that pirate and his pirate gang at the school which was kind of funny that they're like this is a bar what's going on and then because they, they don't know it's become a school you know um i feel a little bit like these these designs when they were originally presented to us they were in the the, the, the cantina in episode four and in jabba's palace in episode six and i just felt like um well i guess you see them 
around the Sarlacc pit in full sunlight. But it's just like, I think in the past, these kind of creatures were usually present like in the kind of in the shadows, you know. Um, and it just helped sell the the creatures creature effects. Um, sometimes it looks a a bit I don't know dude in a costume, and a bit of bit more like murky lighting or whatever would help to um, a murky atmosphere would help to sell it. But anyway, cool like um, gun gunfight there, pretty cool. Um, Din takes off, gets into space, and gets chased by f five of these pirates in um, fighters. It's a pretty cool sequence. Um, the design of the pirate fighters, pretty good. Not amazing, but pretty good. Um, the sequence is pretty exciting. It's ve very cute to... Um, To have Din, you know, kind of showing Grogu how the how the ship works, um, but I, I don't know. It, I mean, when you compare it to uh, Luthan Rail's just jaw-dropping space combat sequence from Andor, it just it just didn't have the 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 delicate touch, the finesse. Also, I felt like the guns, the the blaster sounds on the pirate ships, it was like just kind of wimpy and just kind of weak. So it was it was good, and I love when you see that like the main pirate ship kind of turn up, and those gun turrets come out. I love the gun turrets on that ship. That looks cool. Good looking ship. That pirate king, what? <laughs> like super weird. But I don't know. I think I like it. Except for, you know, I, I wish the voice was different. But I, otherwise, I think it was like something we haven't seen before in Star Wars. So I was into it, actually. Um, something I forgot to mention from earlier, when they're doing like the long haul through hyperspace, one of the highlights of the episode, I thought, was Grogu seeing Pergo in hyperspace. What a cool thing. Um for those that don't know, spoiler alert for uh, Rebels, I don't know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a concept that some people like, some people like less, but basically there are these like space whales that can travel through hyperspace. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but it's a Dave Filoni thing. Um, so you see, you know, Din's asleep in the cockpit and Grogu's just there in his little bubble having a good time and he's, he's looking out and he's seeing like basically a herd of Pergil flying through hyperspace along with the ship and it makes no sense but it's just beautiful and he the look on little Grogu's face was lovely I felt like there was kind of a force connection there between them almost so uh, yeah I really liked that um and um yeah that leads us to whatever that planet was that was in the Mandalore system, he goes to visit Bo-Katan and again, it's just like, what's up? And it's just an update and then she goes, off you go then. And he goes, all right then. <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of weird. Not, ah, no, but it's... So she had a crew, um, but because she 
didn't get the dark saber, they have kind of drifted off and left her. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. You like you see that that castle in in the um, in the uh, in the trailers, and you go like, oh. That's going to be some epic stuff there. But it's literally just he turns up and she goes, things have not gone well for me. And he goes, cool, let's, uh, let's go to Mandalore and let's check it out. She's like, I'm not going. And he goes, all right then. <laughs> I'll go. Um, so it was a bit meh. So the whole episode was a little bit of just like getting like the the pieces on the chessboard organized and going and showing everyone where they are. Um, so it was good. It had some like real shining moment, shining moments, but it did feel, feel like just a, a, like a series of kind of vignettes um, rather than a big first episode with a big like solid core to it. Um, but it's, uh, it's early. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff to come in the season. Um, let's get on to Clone Wars. Not Clone Wars. Seriously, like, it's, okay, it's the Bad Batch, obviously. But it's funny, like, sometimes they're like, oh, this is a good episode for fans of the Clone Wars. I'm like, this is the Clone Wars. <laughs> it's just not called the Clone Wars. But, in effect, it's season eight of the, well, now nine. This is season nine of the Clone Wars, basically. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll echo what I've heard quite a few, few comment commentators say. Um, I think this was episode 11 for the season. So let's exclude the most recent episode for a moment and say like that first 10 episodes of the season. I really thought there were only three of any, let's say four, four of any real substance. Um, it really felt just like a bit pointless. Um, there were, okay, so episode three, where you get to see, like, where Crosshair is at. That was a killer episode. Um, there were two, there was a two-parter. I can't remember now what number they were or the titles or anything. Um, where it talk, basically he's talking about how the clones are going to be dealt with. Um, you get to see a lot of the, the machinations. You get to... Uh, I mean, Bail Organa's there. The big moment is like Palpatine arriving at the, in the Senate at the end of the second episode and kicking ass. It was, for me, my favorite Palpatine moment in um, animated Star Wars history. It was fantastic. But then there were just more episodes of like, let's go here. Oh, we got to save this guy or just whatever. And it's just like... Um, Look, it's it's all beautifully made. Like, it looks gorgeous. Um, a lot of effort has gone into it. I just think, like, I think you can make it accessible to children while taking the time to create, like, a thread, a story thread that is, like, that flows through every episode. Like, we've seen it happen again and again in other animated shows. Like, I don't... And you, you, you get bits and pieces, right? So, for example, this one where they go and they, they go into this Ipsium mine or whatever. And you have this moment where, like, Omega and Tech 
kind of get to understand each other a bit better. But like if the writing was kick-ass, then you would have that stuff happening while the that you were unspooling more of the story thread for the season. Um, so, yeah, it feels like a lot of lo- uh, missed opportunities, really. The um, Kashyyyk episode was really cool um, just because Wookiees are great. Um, yeah. So today's episode, I really liked it. Um, it was atmospheric. It was stylish and it felt like the story mattered and that it was contributing to our understanding of the wider galaxy. Um, I don't love Republic Commandos just because it's just a very 2000s design to me. Like it really, those designs really look like the era they came from. Um, But whatever. Uh, The rest of it was really cool. Never in a thousand years thought that we were going to see the Zillow Beast back again. It w- I remember the w- when those episodes came out. Like, they were good, ep- they were, they were good episodes. Um, and it did feel like they were planting some seeds with the Zillow Beast and with, you know, how the creature's armor is impervious to blaster fire and whatnot. And that we were going to see something in the future where the Republic or Palpatine had somehow um, engineered, you know, Zillow Beast armor into armor for starships or something. Ah, who knows? But it just, that it just they just never came back to it. Um, so I don't know what happened there. But it's cool to see it back uh, and cool to see that thread picked up, basically. Like, again, it's the, they're gonna, they've cloned that Zillow Beast and there has to be something going on with, uh, yeah, that almost impenetrable armor. Um, so that was cool. Um, Cam and Owens, I never liked the look of them. It just is a bit spacey or something, you know um but i don't know like vocally i think both those characters were are super cool like, they have a lot of character in their voices um this new scientist i really liked he had a very precise way of speaking that i thought was excellent um the action was hot good to see i mean those um what are they called the um, those gunships, those Republic gunships, the sound they make, ooh, I love that. It is so cool, and it is a, like a, a like a very nice design. Um, so cool to see them flying around, and then these, I think they're called V wings or something. I love those; those are super cool. Um, so to see them coming in and like being pretty aggressive, cool to see like them rounding up village people who saw the Zillow Beast. It's just like, you know, kind of more evidence of the way the Empire operates. Um, something I, that has, has kind of occurred to me about the Bad Batch is it's like, it's not funny enough. Like, it's a cartoon. Like, and I wonder if if it's just not in the writing or is it possible that like having Dee Bradley Baker basically playing all the 
all the characters. You don't have this thing where you can kind of like bounce lines off each other and get the, like the tempo up and like get it snappy and funnier. Um, I just think like you've got this um, episodic approach, which is more in line with traditional like kids cartoons. Um, so why not have like if you're going to have that, why not make it funnier and just sharper and sillier? Um, yeah, I feel like Omega could potentially have a lot more comedic value for the show. Cause sometimes she just rips one out and it is like fun. So, um, yeah, I would like to see a few more jokes there, I reckon. So all round, it was like a pretty good day of Star Wars. I actually expected that Mandalorian episode to be just like a just a hammer of the gods, like bam, like crushing um, episode. But uh, it was just like good, pretty good, you know. Um, hopefully, now that we've set up what the you know what he's next goal is we can just get on with it and see what cool stuff happens um all right that's it for today i'm not going to do any other extra stuff because uh yeah plenty to talk about without that and also it's bedtime so i'm gonna go to bed <laughs> thanks for listening my name is tom for sudden tom for S what oh my god sorry it's been a busy few days <sighs> like can i just say so, you all probably know, like, I moved from Sweden to Australia. So, of course, I had a shipment of stuff from Sweden. Um, but I also had everything that was still in storage from when I moved from Japan 12 years ago, which included my entire record collection, but also included a collection of about 600 cds now in the age of streaming you might say keep the records ditch the cds but um i didn't feel like doing that so i've i've kept them and um my technique in japan was actually like the records were always kept in alphabetical order but the cds i would keep I would like arrange by genre. Basically having this kind of like approach where you have this feeling like, what do I feel like listening to? And you go, all right, well, I feel like listening to death metal. So you go to the death metal section and you go, yeah, I'm like, ah, I go for dismember, something like that. Um, so it all went into the boxes in the, like as I pulled them off the shelf, basically in, um, chunks of genre or whatever so but i this time i decided no alphabetical order for everything Ugh. it's really annoying <laughs> especially since like these cd shelves that i got they're all like like they're not more than two feet tall and so i'm just like just like on the ground, like Gollum or something. <laughs> Precious atheist, unquestionable presence. Spirit caravan. It's just like, oh my God. Um, 
thank God I've only got like two, three boxes left to unpack and alphabetize and put away. <sighs> Next time I move, they're going in boxes in alphabetical order for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. I love you guys. Uh, my name's Tom Sutton and this is Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me. Hey.